Call him David Ben Gurion the way he fleshed out Israel. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> we're fucking back, folks. Welcome to Beep Beep Lettuce. Hello. You know what the fucking show is. There's a war on. We don't have time to explain this shit to you. Here's your helmet. Here's your gun. You're <laughs> up to the front line. to protect our precious bodily fluids once again. <laughs> You guys see the picture of the 95-year-old volunteer in the IDF? He looks like he's about to crumble. <laughs> no, what? He's h- holding a gun. I saw it on Twitter, so I guess it could just be like a joke or fake or something. But uh, Insane. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, so on, yeah. what was it, Friday night, October 6th or early in the morning, October 7th? Yeah, I woke up Saturday morning and it was going on, something mm-hmm. like that, because mm-hmm. I go to bed pretty early. I think if I'd stayed up late enough friday night i would have seen it oh i found the photo of him god damn <laughs> it looks like a light breeze could tip him over <laughs> like you know they, they talk a lot of shit they're they're like oh the palestinians threw a rock at me that might that's a silly ass thing to say for this guy that might actually be a problem <laughs> yeah or, or like those kites where they're like they're gonna put a, b- a bomb on a kite just the kite itself if like the string brushes him he's gonna yeah. be fucked but listeners, we're talking, of course, you've heard at this point, everybody's talking about it. Uh, Hamas, which is a militant organization in Palestine, launched an attack on strategic points in Israel. And this was not like a U.S. military style attack. This was not a like, you know, we're going to do, we're going to send in fighter jets and tanks and stuff. This was very much asymmetrical warfare they used irregulars and even hang uh, powered paragliders. Powered which paragliders. I think John, you're probably pretty excited about, right? It was literally the <laughs> coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I woke up and there was a video of them bulldozing down the border fence, and I was like, it literally can't get better than this. <laughs> and, uh, Billy, tractor owner, tweeted, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen," and I was like, "Are yeah. they powered paragliding with?" automatic weapons because that's hot shit for oh, real that <laughs> counts as a technical <laughs> yeah, yeah. star fox shit the shouts out to uh, friends at uh, hellboy to die but um yeah so this is i mean you know before we talk about any of this stuff it's important to that we uh we note that like palestine and, and specifically the gaza strip are basically an open-air prison mm-hmm. in which palestinians are kept by occupying israeli forces so we need to, when we discuss this attack on Israel, we need to establish that that's the point that we're coming from. Yeah, right? it's that's important the situation to understand that, that it's based. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cool. Based and correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's also like, you know, it's people think that like, if you support the Palestinians, you automatically like support a bunch of like warfare or whatever. And that like you, you think there ought to be a conflict happening. And it's like, even right. the the I the do. peaceful mm-hmm. solutions to this even like the the pacifist solution to this involves giving the palestinians back their shit like there was a really yeah, great absolutely. um quote from the mennonite central committee who went into quite a bit of detail about it and i'm not going to read it cuz they're mennonites and they write in this really long-winded way but just know that it was very good <laughs> <laughs> what did the, what what did they say uh what they said um a lot about how they don't take sides but they do take sides that the good news of christ 
that reconciliation between enemies <laughs> is possible, and they also take sides against a false neutrality that portrays Palestinians and Israelis as equal partners to the conflict, mm-hmm. and that avoids the task of identifying military occupation, siege, and dispossession as injustice. That's just a small snippet. It is literally two big-ass paragraphs. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to the Mennonites. Shout a much better fucking Mennonites. <laughs> a much better take than the Miami Heat and the NHL and all the other organizations. <laughs> and, and Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, fuck Mark Hamill. That guy... Come on, dude. Just fucking retire. Log off. Like no one just cares. Fucking move to a cottage. Okay, you 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 said your piece. I thought you lived on an island with a dinosaur drinking green milk from its udders. <laughs> um, Brian, it was blue milk. If you recognize, <laughs> or was it green? It was green. Oh, blue milk is in the first Star Wars, That's right? right? Real heads mm-hmm. know. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Before we get too deep into the brand new war that's on, did everybody hear they're renaming Jizz to Jats? Yes, that's the and real Star Wars. Sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> I did not, not hear this. Why am I behind the time? George Lucas's culture is not a costume. You cannot just change the name of a proud musical lineage oh like Jizz. The band is called the Jizz Wailers. It's right there in the fucking name. Are they the Jats Wailers yeah, now? Come on. Fuck you. Ridiculous. It's, a, it's been changed on the Wikipedia, and uh, you oh know what God. they say, history is written by the winners. <laughs> Does Disney own the Wikipedia now? How is that possible? Maybe like the, the source it was linked to was like the official website, and then when it changed, it... Uh, Oh, now it says jizz was. Is that just how they write? This yeah, is literally the write. one thing about Star Wars that I have ever liked. Is that there <laughs> is a genre of music called jizz, and they've taken it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this says that the music form Jats was reminiscent of, or in some ways similar to jizz on the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's the canon tab. I guess now, <laughs> like now Jits, world, yeah. Jats is canon. So jizz is more like bebop, and then Jats is more like, you know, hard bop. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Jats is Kenny G- is the Kenny G of the Star yeah. Wars universe. Yeah, yeah, the Star Wars nerds are like, this is not real jizz. This is Jats. <laughs> you need to be listening to, to Miles Javits. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be jizz maxing. <laughs> Jizz maxing. There's an episode title. Yeah. Um, well, speaking... So, so yeah, back, back to... Israel, like there's a lot of shit to cover here. What Hamas basically did was hit strategic targets, take military, Israeli military IDF officers hostage mm-hmm. um, and get intelligence and capture strategic points in Israeli territory. And it, from what it looks like, and w- w- I want to have a discussion about this uh, later in the segment, but it looks like they were caught completely off guard Mm-hmm. Uh, by this mm-hmm. like the idf was just wholly not prepared for any of this to happen but of course the news reporting on it is full of insane propaganda the first piece of which that i would like to talk about is the music festival attendee oh, apparently yeah. <laughs> this is already insane and stupid but there was apparently a music festival going on right next to the fucking Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. And people were like presenting it. Like the way I first saw this was like a woman attending music festival for peace or for like Palestinian peace yeah. was killed. And then mm-hmm. it's like not actually, it was just a regular music festival and people were like, well, because there, it's a hippie music festival or like <laughs> she has dreadlocks. She probably yeah. thought that. <laughs> looking, at, looking at the dreadlocks, she's probably like a 
don't shave my armpits. I love peace. Type <laughs> yeah. hippie. Look, and she's just- a crunchy <laughs> German lady who went to a music festival next to a concentration camp. So she probably supports the prisoners. <laughs> so, so this is interesting. You just said a German lady. She's not German. She is an Israeli citizen. Oh, okay. And, oh. and this is a theme that you will see over and over again as we go through oh. this segment and all the propaganda that's being released. The hallmark of what seems to be propaganda from the Israeli side is releasing hoaxes and propaganda and incorrect fake news from back channels, right? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. so it's not reported by official sources. It's reported on like Rap TV yeah. or like one of those like uh, Twitter channel. accounts like <laughs> Breaking Now or, you know, one of the sort of sus, but most of the time they, they're like on to something, but they're probably not right. They'll they'll report some crazy headline like uh like Palestine is murdering babies mm-hmm. and then and then official channels like several hours later after that hoax has been allowed to propagate come out and say uh, there's no proof and no reports that anybody is uh is murdering babies. Well, and here's the <laughs> thing is like with this Wookiee festival lady, it's especially egregious because like we had headlines that were like she may have died, and then we had headlines mm-hmm. that were like she may have been you know raped and then paraded around and then whatever, and then we have mm-hmm. like fucking commentary from her grieving mother. Like I read an article where her mom was interviewed and she was like, I can't believe this has happened to my lovely daughter. Blah 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 blah. And then I'm like, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, she ain't dead. I know mm-hmm. that she ain't fucking dead. Mm-hmm. I remember Ukraine. I remember the ghost of Kiev. <laughs> I remember the Snake <laughs> Island happened. defenders. I remember yeah, yeah, all of the yeah. fucking bullshit that was made up at the at the first second at the drop of a hat. But mm-hmm. I refrained from posting it. And my God, I wish I would have posted like yeah. this lady ain't dead because she's yeah. not dead. It's been confirmed today by her mother. She is alive. She's being treated for injuries in a Gaza hospital. Yeah, you hit oh, the okay. nail on the head. It was first announced that she was a German citizen, mm-hmm. and as soon as I saw saw that i'm like oh we're headed for world war three uh, Fran- <laughs> france ferdinand grew white dreads this time and yeah. is a festival look <laughs> and then it's this trickle of the actual truth coming out amidst the lies it's like no she was actually an israeli citizen it wasn't an act it wasn't a concert for peace it was just a music festival and the funniest part about that music festival is they moved it to the gaza strip because the original venue was too expensive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's terrifying. And I feel like it also, it, it ties into the other kinds of propaganda. Like I just was seeing a tweet today where it was like the IDF tweets out like pictures of whoever the hottest babes were who were killed in action. <laughs> and I feel like this is a similar tactic. Like they want you to associate Israel with like attractive white looking women who mm-hmm. are being murdered. And it, there's like definitely a like not so subtle like white supremacist like colonial message implied there where it's like you were like even though you can like wait a couple days and like find out the truth you get an emotional punch if you're just like innocent white woman killed and raped by terrorists and oh it doesn't even have to be like all the way either like one of the reports that i saw going around where people were trying to drum up sympathy was uh glucose which is apparently some kind of singer along with her daughters and husband, are stuck in an Israeli bomb shelter. The singer flew with her family to Tel Aviv for a few days to attend a Bruno Mars concert. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you go all that way to go, go to a Bruno Mars concert? It feels like going halfway around the world to eat McDonald's. Hey, I did I did see a fun tweet that was Bruno like... Bruno Mars uh, is better than McDonald's. Bruno Mars it, is better, it, it, better if than If you're at a Bruno Mars concert in Hamas attacks, you're safe because he would catch a grenade for you. 
I, you know, I wouldn't go to Tel Aviv for a Bruno Mars concert, but maybe for Silk Sonic. I'm just saying, maybe <laughs> sure, for sure Silk Sonic. Yeah. Also, Anderson Pack brings a lot to the table. <laughs> he really does. You can just wait till Bruno Mars is in like somewhere in your country, though. Like I feel like he tours all yeah. over the world. You don't got to go to Tel Aviv for that. Yeah, does, Bruno Mars is going to be in Chicago, London, Paris, you know, wherever you live. So, yeah. but with this news comes the thing we all expected to happen immediately which is that the u.s department of defense is reportedly preparing a quote rapid provision of arms Mm -hmm. for israel and now a bill a a quote bipartisan bill is reportedly being drafted for two billion dollars which i guarantee will not be the last money that we send to israel but i told you i called it like last episode ukraine is over you know the the ukraine has officially been leveled into into rubble and and now the lucrative business opportunities are rebuilding ukraine so mm. we need a new proxy conflict that we can send all our money to so that your groceries can cost $400 gas can cost $10 a gallon and your life can continue to get worse <laughs> while congress defense contractors and the like make millions of dollars billions of dollars billions this isn't just a new conflict this is the big one this is mm-hmm. israel this is the iron dome baby this yeah. is the evangelicals are in the stands hooting and hollering wearing their team jerseys and getting ready for the end days and stuff <laughs> and congress approved that two billion in a fucking weekend man and the only thing that i have to say to that is like i wish they thought covid was palestinian because we could have really <laughs> used that fucking money uh, then i'll tell <laughs> <Dude>. you what <laughs> yeah. don't we already give israel a billion of dollars like specifically in t- terms of like defense funding yeah. and support and shit it's like why do we why do they suddenly need more like they is, need more is it what they have now not enough like it seems like they're not doing a very good job spending the money we give them in the first place yeah you're right we give them we give them over three billion dollars a year just as a matter of course nice. i'll tell you why with a little bit of what i like to call boy math <laughs> 20 Israelis are killed or 20 hostages are captured. That's like a thousand Americans. So uh, if huh? we get into what? 60 Israeli killed, we're looking at, at truly a 9-11 level event. And I think <laughs> that's right, folks. Yeah, you heard who, it. who was that? You, you who heard it on, that? You heard it on MSNBC that 50 American lives are worth one israeli life so for you know just like a handful of israelis to be killed is the equivalent of a 9-11 it's like they did 25 9-11s just today no but also like the weird thing about that is it sounds like he's trying to do per capita math because he's like yeah. i was gonna say is it like population like because there's less of them than (sighs) that's not than than it's like <laughs> it doesn't make like any sense kill. but Is it sounds like the most reasonable thing he might have been trying to do <laughs> man yeah. imagine going through life and that's how you uh do like ethical calculations like you see a, a huge anthill and you step on one ant and you're like well as long as he was among his friends uh and there are other <laughs> yeah. ants it's fine you step on one ant alone and you're like i'm a monster look 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 if if one american dies that's not a big deal but if an israeli dies that's like 50 americans and if a if a citizen of the antilles dies that's like 50 israelis and if a citizen of san marino <laughs> dies that's, you know so it just kind of goes factorial from there and if, uh, and if somebody in the vatican city dies oh my that's god that's like 65 9 11s just in one day 
<laughs> just one guy. <laughs> just to, to, for perspective here, the person speaking in that MSNBC clip saying that 50 American lives are worth one Israeli life was former NATO commander, sure. uh, Admiral right. James Stavridis, and uh, M- current MSNBC pundit. Um, so... This guy's a former. You, you're never a former NATO commander. Like, come on. Yeah, um, like, that's like being is, a former capo. <laughs> this is this is what NATO believes. NATO, you know, they're they're also trying to to push for expansion in, into Ukraine right now. Right. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this on a previous episode. Uh, this is this is where NATO is coming down uh, as their side in this conflict. They are literally. Like, throw Americans, throw fucking whatever money, lives, whatever at this conflict. We need to protect Israel. That's their line. He also was considered as a potential vice presidential running mate by the Clinton campaign and a possible (gasps) secretary of state by Donald Trump. But oh, so he is heavily spooked up. God wow. damn, by He's both sides? Yeah, this both guy is so sides. bipartisan. I see, I like when people reach across the aisle <laughs> and work with both sides. To hire a admiral. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more bipartisan than being an admiral who loves <laughs> Israel. That's like, if that's your Tinder bio, you are getting swiped right by Trump, <laughs> Biden, Clinton, whatever, man. Let, like, <laughs> sexy you up. Listen to this. Let's, let, let's go a little deeper uh-huh. into how fucking spooked up this guy is. He is also the vice Vice Chair of Global Affairs and Managing Director of the global investment firm, the Carlisle Group. Oh, really? And oh, boy. he is uh, on the chair and the board of trustees of the Rockefeller Foundation. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> I roll the nickels. <laughs> I deal the cards. The game is mine. <laughs> this guy's the, the poster child uh, for bipartisanship. I think it's time we have some bi erasure. All right? <laughs> yes. kind, we need to yeah. make that real. Yeah. <laughs> bi obliteration. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> the other State Department line that's really interesting is they keep trying to say that Iran is making all of these decisions for the Palestinian Authority, oh, yeah. Hamas, any other Palestinian group that they can blame on Iran. And it's been really interesting to see like the State Department and all of them try to be like, actually, this is Iran. Actually, this is China. Actually, North Korea must have had something to do with this. And <laughs> even though everybody is like rallying to Israel's aid, None of that other stuff is really sticking at all. Yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. every other country is like, e, we know that's not true. Yeah, what's what like I, the yeah, logic behind saying that. Iran is evolved? Just that like both countries have a Muslim population and that Iran doesn't like isn't it ally of the US? Is that the only connection? The the yeah. US State Department and, and CIA is constantly as a pretext for, you know, what John McCain used to sing bomb 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 Iran. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> like that. as a pretext for that, that's that's been the fucking like bloodthirst you know rallying cry of the neocon for fucking decades they are constantly trying to connect palestine hamas isis with iran mm-hmm. including and, and al-qaeda we want it's, it, it there's they're playing <laughs> the same song and dance and they've been doing so for years and i i just i don't think the maybe this is cope but i don't think the u.s is buying it and I think it will take more to drag the U.S. public kicking and stre- screaming into another quagmire, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan style. Uh, you mean the people of war. America? 
in the middle yes the people of america forget iraq or afghanistan like they want to run this shit like uh the 1960s when when israel was getting into shit with yeah. nasser except instead of egypt it's going to be lebanon and iran because those are who the united states has decided to fuck with i just don't know if i think that like the people of america have literally any sway on the military adventures of the u.s at this point Mm -hmm. like maybe they feel the need to still like do things in like a rumsfeldian like small batch you know jsoc Mm. secret service kind of like Mm -hmm. thing but like if they felt the need to take over iran with like military power i don't think like anything we could do as like a constituency or citizenship like mm-hmm. would matter at all well i think i think the iraq war and uh like the bush years proved that the pr angle of war is not the way it was in vietnam because they're not showing they're not sending journalists into the jungles with cameras and and showing photos of dead americans every night on the news like they were in vietnam they don't do that anymore but even still during the bush years with iraq and afghanistan it showed that there is a certain level of popular support that you need to continue waging a war in the middle east or a proxy war abroad and those Middle East wars really did not have that. And that's why they just sort of like mellowed out into these like ongoing messes that the United States was in, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you have an all volunteer force. And and the goodwill for the U.S. government, especially the Biden administration, is not there to support a draft, especially halfway around the world. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have a draft ever Unless there's again. some sort of false <laughs> fucking like Pearl Harbor style false flag. I'm well, talking they, worse than 9-11 at we, this point. We have another story uh, coming up later in the episode that we may as well just talk about now, which is that uh, Ken Klippenstein released a pretty good report recently that says that the United States government is preparing for a fentanyl weapons of mass destruction <laughs> oh. attack. God. <laughs> so if there's going to be a false flag event, it's going to be a billion cops touched fentanyl, and now they all died. <laughs> wait, 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 Did you say false flag event? Th- this brings me to another fucking aspect of this whole propaganda war, which is that like neocon pundits are now reporting that Hamas terror cells are coming in across the southern border of the united states yeah yeah yeah. did these guys like pay attention in geography like also (laughs) if there was going to be some sort of insurgency coming in across the southern border it would be the cartels which would have way cooler music and drugs and And like guns and outfits Mm -hmm. all right i'm not not like dissing hamas's outfits but like those mexican guys have swag just saying the cartels have more swag than hamas i think that's a pretty uncontroversial (laughs) statement (laughs) (laughs) we're we're talking about real shit on this podcast out and i don't think you can really argue anything else yeah it's like a concrete fact you're gonna see that propaganda angle happen and that's probably going to be what they blame whatever the next false flag in the united states is no diss no diss to hamas but they're functionally like a glorified prison gang like they're all Mm -hmm. kind of packed in there they don't have as much access to anything Mm -hmm. yeah they have a certain junkyard swag about them but it's (laughs) not (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) they're doing the best with what they have no no shade at all ninja turtles (laughs) yeah and and not that i support hamas's like general politics but it makes total sense that any group in the palestinians would want to 
you know, attack Israel, mm. and they should. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there's also a really interesting video that uh, Seamus Malik of Malik of Zali posted. Um, that says more shelling and fire being traded on the border between Lebanon and Israel video from a reporter for Hezbollah's Al-Manar showing what looks like white phosphorus being dropped on a border area of Southern Lebanon. Hey, that looks like white phosphorus. Yeah. And well, and you watch the video (laughs) and it it is white phosphorus. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've all seen the videos Mm -hmm. when they were trying to pin white phosphorus on Assad and Mm -hmm. we all know what it looks like because CNN rolled the clips a billion times. This is white phosphorus, and Mm -hmm. it's undoubtedly being dropped not by Hamas, but by Israel, who undoubtedly has a ton of it. I wonder where they got it. (laughs) Actually, it's an interesting point, because a ton of the weapons that Hamas supposedly used were trafficked into the region from Ukraine. Like, all those Mm, weapons that the U.S. sent to Ukraine Mm. were then sold on the black market so that Ukrainians could make a bunch of fucking (laughs) money. They're corrupt as fuck. So, so, so we funded this war. As always, we're funding both sides. The United States, the same thing with the Cold War. Every fucking proxy war. We, it's just we fucking play sandbox with all these fucking. That's factions. how we come out on top. Mm-hmm. It, that's how we come. We supply both <laughs> sides, mm-hmm. which leads me to fi- my final point on all of this. The United States sends so much military aid and money, and and there's just so much. They, Israel is our biggest quote unquote ally. They're our biggest client state. That's you know what that means. Absolutely. Yeah. They're a fucking that they're they are an outpost. Also, like half the people in Israel are like people who move there from Brooklyn or Pennsylvania or whatever. Too. They they are supposedly our bulwark against forces in the Middle East that the State Department views as hostile to the American Empire. Right. What that means is we supply them with this insane amount of military force and equipment and material and training. So I don't really necessarily believe that Israel was caught off guard by this. I think this is more of a Pearl Harbor type of thing where Mm. the powers that be in Israel knew about it. Netanyahu, maybe, or maybe it was simply forces within just Israeli intelligence, knew that this was going to happen and knew that Hamas's attack would not cripple Israel's forces, but simply provide pretext for a humongous retaliation, which we are obviously going to see. I fully expect, I, I just don't see Israel being blindsided by like the guerrilla tactic, tactics and like asymmetrical in post-industrial, this is post-industrial warfare, like drones, parag- paragliders and irregulars. It's going to be capitalized upon by Israel and the greater American empire in ways we can't even begin to predict, but it's going to be bloody. It's going to involve ethnic cleansing. So, what I'm trying to get at here is the, the gears of history have started again. All right. Francis Fukuyama is <laughs> shitting and pissing and coming and turning over in, in his grave because he was fucking wrong. Yeah. I think right? he's still alive. is not over. Yeah. That guy's alive. It's like 90 something. Yeah. 70. He's only 70. He's got a while to go. I, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his grave pissing and getting ready. By for the, the time this episode comes out, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. What I think my final point though is whether i think this will be world war three or just another series of asymmetrical skirmishes and proxy wars which is what we've seen uh up until this point is going to depend on our friends in BRICS. and at the end of the day i don't really see BRICS, right brazil russia india china and what's south this? africa south, south africa. africa i don't really see them coming down hard on either side of this con conflict i don't see why they would care 
because no, I mean they, they just want to China. End it. We 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 I think we all on this podcast agree that that China ideologically is anti imperialist, but they do sell things to Israel. Like they mm-hmm. they it's part of their you know China does make money because they are manufacturing uh, a hub and and center. I don't think and, and the rest of BRICS you know sort of will follow what China and Russia do. I don't really see BRICS like becoming the enemy axis the way the, the, the bloodthirsty psychopaths in the State Department and the CIA want them to do because they, <laughs> sure. they of course, those psychopaths want a fucking world war. So at the end of the day, it's probably just it, we're not headed for World War Three is my take personally. And if I'm wrong, fuck it. We have bigger things to worry about than me just being wrong on a podcast. <laughs> well, I would I would argue uh, that it would be World War Four. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> besides besides that, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't see how this, I, I mean, definitely like China getting involved seems extremely unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, uh, not entirely, uh, not because I don't know how to form this sentence, but uh, because I think that Hamas is not somebody that they're going to to gain any benefit from mm, and yeah. who is an explicitly anti-communist outfit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I know I said Hamas was based before I was joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> their actions are based like their uh, yeah. overall politics. The, and like, Anybody police, supporting yeah. the Palestinians freedom movement is like fine by me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I can't like, but like, they're not a good, they're not like ideologically aligned with China. Mm-hmm. It's not, even even if it was something you could like argue that like you know the uh, we've said on the show before but the only official um the only official ally of china is north korea mm-hmm. um and they are ideologically aligned uh mm-hmm. at, at least you know and we we don't have to get into an argument about how communist china really is but i'm just saying like hamas is something like china china works on its in its own self-interest and partially on its own ideological interest. And I don't think supporting any side of this, except for like, who's going to make them a little more money Uh, (laughs) uh, and especially keep them out of the sights of uh, America and and the NATO globalist regime in general is definitely to their interest. I can't imagine anybody wanting to get involved in this. This is America's like slow spread into more and more power in the middle east and china is sort of just like you stay away from fucking east turkmenistan and taiwan and we're cool you know like (laughs) don't fuck with us and we're not gonna fuck with you china's military policy for like 50 years has been could everybody please just fucking calm down for can you just fucking (laughs) calm down for 10 seconds (laughs) i don't think the alarmists that are afraid that china's gonna invade taiwan i just don't really see that happening Simply because China is content to continue on as they've been, basically, you know, consolidating more and more industrial power and becoming more and more of the world's industrial powerhouse. While supposedly, I I think, you know, this is case by case basis, but hopefully raising the quality of life for people who live in China. Yeah. uh, I don't Mm -hmm. think that they want the smoke. I don't think they that do they're going to fucking like go guns blazing into Taiwan because they want it back. I just oh, don't no, see that they just happening. eradicated extreme poverty. Why would they stop doing exactly what they've been doing? Like <laughs> it's working really good. Yeah, <laughs> but also like I think you're right, Todd. Like I, I mean, it's hard because China isn't stupid either. Like when 
when America starts saber rattling about like, oh, Taiwan, like there was a real quick propaganda blip, I, I think earlier this year or late last year, where there was like this big scare about Taiwan and mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. didn't Elizabeth Warren go there? Who Some some woman oh. from the Senate like went to Taiwan and it was like a big deal. Nancy Pelosi. There was a whole raft of state <laughs> visits, but Nancy Pelosi was like one of the most notable. I think Henry Kissinger actually went to China at like <laughs> very nearly a hundred years old at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And, and so there was like this weird thing that was going on where people were like, "Uh Oh, China's going to like, and I just don't think they're dumb enough to get baited. Like yeah. they know what's going on. They know that, that in America that there's propaganda to be like, well, this is ours actually. And mm-hmm. by they say, Oh, it's an independent nation that we have to defend or whatever. But like yeah. China knows every, China is not the average like the leaders in China, the 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 intelligence officers there, and the people in politics in politics there, are not like dumb Americans who watch CNN. Like yeah. they understand very clearly the history of how America has behaved, and they know when they do stuff like that, they're saying we're gonna come get you, we're gonna come, you know, we're trying to invade, and mm-hmm. like China's like, well, when you do. We'll 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 fire back, but like we're not gonna like flinch here. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not. We're chilling until you guys into, show up. Like looking like the aggressors because we know we're no longer the master baiters that we used to be. <laughs> yeah, in America. we're more novice baiters. Yeah, we can just bait whoever. We've, we've lost our, our baiting mojo. Yeah. Well, and also like you know, I think on the pod before we've described China as having adult in the room energy, which is a fun flip of a thing that liberals say a lot. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> also like it's starting to feel more like China is the only country that like knows how to read anymore <laughs> and like the elected officials in most western countries like need a 13 second tiktok video with like <laughs> you know uh, uh cavern raiders running in the corner of the screen just to be able to absorb <laughs> any information so like yeah. three-star generals are handing in their reports as like two million follower tiktok accounts <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if there do you ha- i don't know if there's any evidence that uh that Mossad like knew that this attack was going to happen but honestly it doesn't seem to be like that much worse than some of the other like palestinian slash hamas attacks than i've yeah. seen before yeah like we've heard of these all decade yeah yeah like, they'll, they'll launch rockets and it's like oh the iron dome stopped it or like one guy got killed which is not or true. something that can't yeah. be true <laughs> i don't know um well and they said they launched like a billion bajillion rockets but honestly the footage of the rockets i have not seen the footage i have seen is of the idf leveling residential buildings yeah that yeah. has been happening they have uh hamas hasn't launched forces like commando forces in like this in this level uh before Uh, at least since like the 60s and i'm really interested to see what the fallout of this is politically because i saw somebody saying something fairly contrary to what we've been talking about on twitter which is that like this is actually a huge blow to netanyahu's credibility and like even Mm. though he might be able to turn around and do a bunch of retaliation it seems like his leadership his prime ministership i think it is was predicated on the fact that he was the leader who was able to maintain a like i I saw described as a low maintenance apartheid yeah (laughs) and it seems like that illusion has kind of been shattered yeah that's Mm -hmm. a good point because it sort of was like like Bryn was saying it was like there was sort of like a low level of like 
what the media loves to call clashes or like incursions or whatever. Like every so often Israel was like, I don't know. It's like, it's sort of, it's a low level war at all times. Cause they're always like having armed guards at the border and mm-hmm. like shooting Palestinians. But like, yeah, it sort of felt like it was more at a level that was comparable to like the American like border with Mexico, maybe where it's like, we have armed guards and we kill people there every so often, but it's like never what you would call a war. There's, there's, there's like a leveling war happening between those conflicts in some cases. Cause it was like the IDF was trying out, um, uh, AI cameras <laughs> that pointed guns at Palestinian right. citizens automatically. What? We did a story on that. Yeah. Not that long <laughs> they ago. They were building Jesus. the turret from team fortress. Yeah. Two. And, then literally, <laughs> and then it was just a couple of months later. We had that whole fiasco about the, the governor of Florida or it was Texas, I think who was throwing those rafts into the border crossing in the water or that they, they were like buoys with big saw blades on them. That would oh, like, yeah, do yeah. a bunch of fucking damage to people. It was and like it's like ki- ki- the wily coyote from Rose. Runner. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're just <laughs> trying to outdo each other. Like, who can do the most acme ass human rights violation <laughs> slash genocide? God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't think that this is something that is going to like. This might be an excuse, and, and it definitely feels like the the um the propaganda machine was whipped up pretty quick. So you know. This this is like okay now it's really time to do yeah a dang the, the old new current thing has been established now yeah. we can do the actual Holocaust you know and just gas everybody in in Palestine because mm-hmm. we're allowed now because they struck drew first blood or whatever I wouldn't be surprised by that yeah, yeah, they're, exactly. they're saying it they're like we're gonna cut off power to two million people like there's multiple people like in in command in Israel who were like, we're not dealing with humans. We're dealing with animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. They've well, all been using it, like, it really shit. gives, it gives lie to the whole idea that Israel in as a project is some kind of like anti anti-Semitic project that it's like anti-Nazi <laughs> anti-fascist. It's the opposite of all of those things. It's the most fucking Nazi project you could ever come up with. Uh, hey, home you know who for came all, up with it? Send all the, the Jews back to Israel. <laughs> it's, it's literally Liberia in Jerusalem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And 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 it, to pr- to prove the point, if you look it up in the '60s when they were fighting Nasser in Egypt, Mossad hired a bunch of known war criminals from mm-hmm. the SS, yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's pretty transparent. Bryn, to your point, uh, that this is going to be used as pretext to do ma- mass ethnic cleansing and war crimes. Like what I was talking about, like whether Netanyahu or high level Israeli intelligence knew about this and allowed it to happen to give an excuse to send ground forces into Gaza and the rest of Palestinian territory or whether they were truly caught off guard, it doesn't matter because their response is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. They're going to take advantage of this situation. Like. Absolutely, and that—that's why I—I I, I truly believe that elements in the Mossad knew about it at the high level, and then lower-level officers probably were not told for plausible deniability. But even if that is not the case, they are going to use this as an excuse to kill a bunch of Palestinians, to do yeah. to, to do ethnic cleansing, to take more territory, and to do you know counter uh, counterinsurgency, and and basically horrific war crimes this is going mm-hmm. to be used as pretext for horrific war crimes absolutely mm-hmm. and and i wonder you know if there's anything that that the palestinians could do 
like it's it, it it's weird because it's like do they really think that they're prepared to take on the idf um mm-hmm. otherwise and if they weren't then why would they do this well, um, I mean, they're kind of in like a similar situation to the Kurds in some ways where it's like you just don't have any real friends uh, mm-hmm. except for a few small groups who really can't contribute that much to you. And uh, if you don't do anything, you're going to get wiped out. And if you do something, you'll probably get retaliated against and get wiped out anyway. Mm-hmm. So you just have to fucking you have to do whatever you think is the least worst thing, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they have any good options, really, because it's like they're already... I mean, apartheid is already happening, so they're already being genocided and being forced to live without, like, very basic human rights, like access to medicine and clean water and and whatever. So it's like, I think you're seeing what happens when you, like, force someone into a corner. Like, they're just going to attack their oppressors with whatever means they have available, no matter how bad the odds look, because it's like, what's the alternative? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, especially because like the IDF has been ramping things up. Like if you look at the, the history mm-hmm. of the the escalation that's been going on over like the last couple of years in particular, it's pretty stark. And like it it bears comparison to Ukraine, where everybody thinks Ukraine started in 2022 when that mm-hmm. shit started in 2014. And yes. the oppression of the Palestinians, man, that goes back. Well, so it started far. in 1990, and then uh, you could say it started in fucking the 30s. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. It goes back way longer than any of us have been alive. Yeah. But um, speaking of somebody, you know, we know China doesn't want the smoke. We don't want. The but somebody smoke. who does. Speaking of somebody who does want the smoke, he's a we psycho like freak. Smoke. He's a war tourist. You guys know who this guy is, right? Lord Miles Rutledge. Oh yeah, did we talk <laughs> about this guy before? This absolutely psycho freak who just he's he's basically he he lives off Patreon money, and he goes to war zones and he does war tourism. And he cries. And his latest excursion. <laughs> People thought he was dead for months. <laughs> and, and you guys know like the, the Taliban public relations Twitter account that people debate constantly, whether it's a, a satire, or whether it's a real account. Yeah, or whether yeah. it's UAE, Falconry, <laughs> and Exotic Finance Part that 2. That guy rules. <laughs> <laughs> that guy rules so much. Okay. <laughs> this guy's crazy. He was held prisoner by the Taliban and he just got released. So everybody who had money on him being fucking dead and them like weekend at Bernie'sing his corpse for months sorry but he's alive he's he's back bitch rutledge he lived <laughs> this is unfucking real why is <laughs> rutledge such a familiar name i feel like i've seen it on like a textbook somewhere <laughs> or a map maybe a map maybe. i feel like that's yeah, but, handy but it's crazy because this guy's 23 years old and he's been like in a lot of the major conflicts over the past few years and uh he just like although, goes there right he just yeah, goes he, and hangs he, out, I think. He just, his MO is, he supposedly, he's quote unquote YouTube. This uh, Daily Mail article that I, I put in our notes uh, refers to him as a 23 year old YouTube star who calls himself Lord Miles. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he just buys a plane ticket to the closest spot to like an active war zone and hitchhikes his way in and like live blogs it. That's his so thing. It, it's like, what if Patrick Lancaster was not at all a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> what if those guys from the movie Lord of War, instead of selling 
guns were selling feet pics. So he's like going out <laughs> and instead of like going to the war zone and being like, we're being shelled heavily. Like I'm going to go interview some injured people. He, there are photos of him like hanging out with the Taliban and shooting guns, which and is like base. Don't get swinging, me wrong. Swinging from the, from the front gun thing of a <laughs> tank, the front turret of a tank. Yeah. Like this guy is literally just going out and doing like Mr. Beast shit in war zones. Honestly, like how long he's going to come back to the United States and open a fucking fried chicken chain. I can feel it. <laughs> his last video, <laughs> he hasn't uploaded in like, uh, his last video was seven months ago and it, it's uh, surviving the most deadly island on the planet, Snake Island. First line of the description, Mr. Beast would never try this one. <laughs> Wait, Snake Island, isn't that where the, the ghost of Kiev supposedly, right? I think this there's is probably a lot of snake islands yeah. to be fair. <laughs> or is that the one with like an uncontacted tribe? No, that's the North Sentinel Island with the North Sentinelese. Mm. His he this is funny because he uses the same picture of him crying in a I lot of his, his YouTube video <laughs> thumbnails. 48 hours homeless in New York City. I got kidnapped by Kenya. I broke into an in abandoned insane asylum. I became the biggest movie star in Uganda. I illegally crossed an <laughs> EU border. In parentheses, I almost got caught. <laughs> Goofy Chernobyl smiling. tour before the invasion of Ukraine. Gaslighting a coffee shop in Portland. Silly goofy Lord Miles arrives in Ukraine. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Todd, I need you to say all of that again, but I'm going <laughs> to set you up first. Can you explain this eight year gap on your resume? <laughs> yeah. this, this guy is really just mr beast if he did war crimes <laughs> yeah i was wondering like does youtube have a system where he can be like look can you put me back in the algorithm i know i haven't posted in seven months but i have a really good reason i was held captive by the taliban <laughs> please give me a drop of algorithm one time and some coogee <laughs> yeah he's also uh he published a memoir with a neo-Nazi publisher. Nani? <laughs> uh, so I think he's also like an epic fascist Bit guy. dodgy, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, when you call yourself Lord Miles, it... Yeah, uh, old British explorer. What is the publisher? Mm. Antelope Hill. Mm. Uh, they publish things like the rise of the National Socialist Party and like conquering Berlin and how cool the Nazis were and stuff. Mm. Interesting. They're, they're pretty far... They're like a they're like a edge lord publishing company. Oh, they have a they have a literary journal called Touch Grass. Yes. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Fucking epic, bro. Oh, <laughs> they're based in Montgomery County. They're from Philly. Mm. Like the yeah. most racist people you've ever seen. They're like, we publish <laughs> books in Philly. We love it. <laughs> uh huh. There you go. Lord Miles in Afghanistan, oh, yeah. a memoir. What are these prices? Six forty five to nineteen eighty nine. Is a it sliding like sliding scale? For probably whites. the ebook. The ebook <laughs> versus. The, oh yeah, you're probably right. I was thinking like it's based on a race. It's like if you can prove you're Aryan, only six forty five. <laughs> <laughs> the Sword of Christ by Giles Corey. Isn't yeah, that guy in Slipknot? <laughs> <laughs> no it's a side project by the guy from have a nice life yeah this guy is <laughs> dan barrett yeah uh this is uh what's that publisher who did uh 
a zero. This is like zero books for rhydoids, like yeah. on, online <laughs> oh, rhydoids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a book about the Spanish Civil War that just has the fascies on the cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I <laughs> really cool. love the, the variety that they have in here. It does. It is reminiscent Ooh. of zero books in that way because you have Defon the Hawk, three biographies of Horst Vessel, and then right next to it, the Eggs Benedict option by the Raw Egg <laughs> Nationalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's in there. They have, uh, they have Hitler in his own words next to the Raw Egg Nationalist cookbook $35 for like some shitty egg recipe this is this so is bleak insane. honestly cooking with like- semen by Benito Mussolini <laughs> <laughs> this is so bleak that even like the fucking like uh, return fascists have become like uh, Portlandianized. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's literally this is literally the Portlandia feminism bookstore sketch, yeah. but for yeah. fascists. Yeah. This, this is like rules. this is yeah. like posting one of pretext the most on 4chan, like ever be seen. me, be Anon, see fashy right wing girl on train. Hope she notices I'm reading Solzhenitsyn and the Right by Spencer J. Quinn. She doesn't. Go home, cry, kill myself. <laughs> Raw egg nationalism cookbook. You get 31 recipes for 35. It's barely more than one. Wait, no, that's that's less than. That's a, more than a dollar. More recipe. than a dollar a recipe <laughs> for like what a recipe for how to like eat raw eggs. Pour them in your mouth, bro. That's Don't insane. eat the shells. It's just you're so telling crazy. me your egg recipe is worth more than a beer. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, like, what do you think you're rebelling against? Like, what are you a dissident? What are you a brave truth teller of? Just making fucking like Barnes and Noble from 2010 covers of like how cool Christian nationalism is. Mm-hmm. What a bunch! Oh, oh my of god! Oh my god! No, no, no! <laughs> this, you know what this is? This is like you know how like there's like the type of guy who will buy books just to ha- put them on their bo- uh, their bookshelf so that yeah. when they bring yeah. their Tinder date over, they're like, oh my God, you have you have Charles Bukowski? That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. This is that, but for like the guy who's trying to get Bumble dates with with trad uh, cats. With, with e-girls from Dime Square. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, trad cats don't go on Bumble <laughs> dates. Trad cats ask their parents to find them a partner. <laughs> you, uh, they, they ask wish. their pastor. They fucking yeah. wish, well, but all, priest, all but their yeah. parents are like, you know, demon rat shills oh yeah that's probably true most people who are like yeah i'm a return cottagecore person it's like their parents are libs who have round glasses (laughs) and watch msnbc yeah hey do you want to come with me to whole foods i told you dad i like oswald mosley now (laughs) (laughs) i'm reading ezra pound you fucking lib (laughs) (laughs) grow up Uh. (laughs) it's not a phase dad Read the transgender industrial complex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! What a cringe loser! Uh, Fuck this guy! I hope he dies. I hope he gets stupid. (laughs) I hope he gets shot. Yeah, I wish the Taliban by anyone. Why? Why did the Taliban just kill him? What did they gain? Okay, to be fair, I think that this, like, yeah, he's he's probably pretty shitty as a person. I, yeah, I, I do kind of I do kind of want to see him get in some more hijinks though. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's just I entertaining. Think, I don't know if it's like I feel like there's some sort of like journalistic like uh, hand wringing about like the ethics of this, but I don't think it's any worse than anything anyone else has done for the past hundred years yeah. of like you know the the New York Times sending photojournalists to war zones like. Just because it looks different and he's a dumbass, yeah. like 
it's not like those other photojournalists weren't dumbasses. Like, yeah. I, I think you can't really argue that this guy is doing anything more unethical than Hunter S. Thompson or whatever. But like, not that he, not that he's got a spotless record. But like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I don't care that he's doing that. I just care that I'm just saying he has evil opinions so far. I think ideologically <laughs> this guy's fine. I hate his YouTube thumbnails. Yeah. <laughs> ideologically, totally agree. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the same crying face three times, straight to hell. I hate that he's doing this soy face in front of an ISIS execution. Yeah. <laughs> right to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't really do the war zone stuff with the same kind of attitude as like, I ate scorpions with this rare <laughs> tribe in West Africa. Like <laughs> gassing two hundred blind children with white phosphorus. Yeah, yeah. Uber driver but, sucked me off. <laughs> <laughs> but first, let me show you how much I love Raycons. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Sarin Gas. Going into the Uyghurs uh, education camp, brought to you by Magic Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he has a vi- imagine if he has a video that's like one week as a Uyghur and he's put on brown face and the thumbnail. Oh god. <laughs> He yeah, was. that's just yeah. Justin Trudeau's retirement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Twitch uh, streamer now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking meeting of, my dad, uh, I want to see Justin Trudeau do that. Get like <laughs> get like ousted from the government and just start like be like, you guys thought I threw those costumes away? You were dead wrong. And then doing like a 24 hour charity stream wearing that like Aladdin <laughs> costume. Well, speaking of Justin Trudeau, apparently Aris Technica reports, and I actually have actually seen these stickers in person. Um, Facebook's new AI stickers, they, uh, they forgot to put on the guardrails. They forgot to, they forgot to go woke <laughs> mm. on Facebook stickers. And now you can generate Justin Trudeau in a diaper. Oh, <laughs> Elmo his bloody pants. with a knife, Mickey Mouse taking a shit or with a gun. <laughs> Waluigi, Luigi with a fucking Mosin Nagant rifle. <laughs> Which is based, just saying. Ba- baby Trump crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the Waluigi with a Mosin Nagant is what I'm going to paint on my bomber when I get drafted <laughs> into the Air Force to bomb uh, Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so what are these? These are Facebook AI-generated stickers? I guess you can yeah. type in on... This but what is- do you stick them on? Do, do they? You can't you print them or something, or is it just like, like they're not actual sticker, stickers? They're they're like basically sticker emojis that you send in your group chats. Okay. Mm. Oh, they're in the group chats. Okay, I was trying to figure oh, out wait, why can I can't this? post oh, yeah, wait, let's send Meta B from Metabots smoking a bong on my friends' <laughs> post because they don't let you put it on the post. So I had to type it in the group chat <laughs> and see, then I screen cap it? it and put it on the post. Yes. and then we're in business. Okay, That's right. let's see. Here's stickers, but how do you find the AI stickers? Do we have to update or something? So this was posted October 4th and it starts okay, less than a week after AI Meta stickers. unveiled AI generated stickers in its Facebook Messenger app. Users are already abusing it to create quote unquote awkward images of copyright protected characters and sharing the results on social media. In particular, an artist named Pierre Olivier Desbiens posted a series of virtual images that went viral on X Tuesday, starting a thread of similarly offbeat AI images, image generations shared by others. Quote, found out the Facebook Messenger has AI generated stickers, and I don't think anyone involved has thought anything through. 
he wrote in his post, we really do live in the stupidest future. <laughs> I'm trying to make Mega Man with a dildo. Yeah, Holly, you, you, you have it. Here's the thing, because I tried the Bing. I can't find it. The Bing AI image generator, and they they put so many restrictions on there. Like, uh, it's not fun anymore. You can't fucking do anything with it anymore. So this is this is what it should be. Just take the fucking guardrails off and <laughs> let people generate whatever the fuck images that they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Felix from Chapo was struggling with that because he wanted to get an image of Drake liberating Dachau concentration <laughs> camp and typing that in directly. It was like, no, we're not doing that. But oh, he figured check it out. out. I posted Pikachu with a gun. Hey, nice. You just made that? <laughs> yeah, How I did just you made find that. your way to it? Oh, I made incredible. it. The, oh, <laughs> you you press the little smiley face, and then you go to the little square smiley face with a fold in it, and then it says "Introducing AI stickers." Uh, oh. oh, okay. Here I have stickers, but I don't have. What else should I put? Let's see. Smiley face, like click the smiley face. In Can the I make Stalin message? Will it let you? Just I'm just putting in just Stalin. Yeah, there he is. Look at how cute he is. <laughs> Stalin. Oh, oh my nice. God. It's a little Stalin. <laughs> oh, I you figure yeah. out how to do this. Are you just searching in the like <laughs> sticker? No, no. I'm wait, wait, wait. I don't think I updated like, my me. app, so I I don't think I have this. On yeah, my... I don't think you. Oh, have I tried it. updating Facebook. I got to update Messenger. Oh. All right. We're, we're, we're going to all update me- Facebook Messenger live on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for me. All right. um, Mine is updated. Are you on an iPhone, Brian? No, I'm on a Pixel now. 7. Oh. Mine should be updated automatically. Is it? Do you have to sign in into this thing, the Bing AI-powered co-pilot thing? No. No? It's this? You just do the stickers. I don't know why this isn't working right. for you yeah. guys. Sticker. Uh, I like the Stalin one. It's very cute. He's cute. Uh, this, and then this. This is great content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just imagine, you know, dream to imagine we'll, we'll, what we're looking at here. We'll, put, we'll make one of these the the uh, the art or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't figure it out. It's not giving me the option. No, I can't uh, find. I'm it. an incredible artist now, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep keep, keep, keep prompt en- engineering, Bryn. I want to see more of this. Trotsky, yeah. gay sex. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll let you do something R-rated. No, now it's just a dog with a rainbow. Oh. You can do gay Biden though. Oh, let's see gay Biden to close out the episode. <laughs> gay Biden. So, you, I mean, you mean regular Joe Biden? Regular Joe Biden. <laughs> he's wearing the biggest mask you've ever seen. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, yeah. This, he's like <laughs> Wait, gay you, Jimmy Buffett Joe Biden. Can you do big boobs marks? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Big boobs marks. It's got, it got nothing. It didn't do it. I don't what? think. I think they must have added some guardrails. This is, is anti communist. Maybe do busty Karl Marx. Bust, Try like different. It, it, like there's no way that someone can think of like every possible racy thing to put in as like the guardrails. There's got to be All ways right. around. I just it. put tits. Uh, just like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I type big boob into my AI generator and get infinite images. Yeah, they don't got. They don't got nothing. Huh. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So you can still do gun. You can put basically anybody. Okay, this anybody is what it did when I ser- okay. I, I got it finally mm. working on my phone. This is what I got for Lennon hot. Oh, he's like uh, hot on a beach. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's relaxing in a hammock. How yeah. did you How get it you working? All right, never mind. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to BP Bloodus. We're gonna get at you with some more hot Lennon stickers. Uh, listen to our other shows: Work Stoppage, Generation Loss. Check out Todd Chat, Doomer.shop. As always, we love you. Uh, stay high. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. Uh.